Good morning, and thanks for tuning in to the Dallas Express podcast. I'm Sarah Zubiata Bennett, your host on this beautiful Sunday. It's fascinating to see how many people from California, Illinois, and New York are making their way to our neck of the woods these days. North Texas is skyrocketing as one of the country's most rapidly expanding metro areas, poised to surge with an anticipated 9% population increase over the next five years. We offer the combination of economic growth, affordability, good health care, diversity, fantastic food, and a favorable business climate. With the population and business boom, North Texas is buzzing with construction activity. Housing, retail, new developments, builders are on a roll. Building permits are skyrocketing and the Metroplex is transforming. I recently connected with my good friend Candy Evans of Candy's Dirt, the go-to expert on Dallas real estate and construction. Her insights are pure gold and offering invaluable guidance to newcomers and generations deep DFW families in our electrifying city. So sit back, relax, and get ready to soak in some valuable information about the real estate scene and how our beloved Metroplex is evolving amid all this exciting change. I'm very excited to introduce a Dallas real estate queen, Candy Evans. Candy is one of the nation's leading real estate reporters. She's founder and publisher of CandysDirt.com, a Texas-focused real estate news vertical, along with her second Shelters.com. She's also the North Texas real estate editor for Forbes. Aside from constantly breaking real estate news and real estate dirt, her website publishes a steady stream of business and insider intel, which is why everyone reads them. Her verticals have won countless awards, including Best Blog by the Venerable National Association of Real Estate Editors. Candy holds an active Texas real estate license, but does not sell. However, she's the reason I live in my home today. She sits on the board of directors for publicly traded company Braemar Hotels and Resorts. Years ago, when she had the vision that the future of real estate media would be digital, the journalist who loves houses became an accidental entrepreneur. There's a little more. Candy was president of the Dallas USA Film Festival in 2015 and remains on the board today. She is currently on the board of Preservation Dallas. She's been involved with the Dallas Arboretum, the Yellow Rose Gala, Paws Cause, Cattle Barons, and Presby Partners, as well as her children's schools. In 2012, she and her husband, Dr. Walt Evans II, co-chaired the Texas Medical Association Gala in Dallas. Both are very active in the Columbia University and Dartmouth clubs of Dallas as well. And these two lovebirds have been married for 43 years now. Please help me welcome Candy. Candy, thank you so much for joining me. What I want your expertise on today is the business-friendly regulatory environment that we have in front of us and the affordability tax-wise of living here and doing business here. Kara Mendelson said, it's the game that we say, we're lowering your tax rate and then we take a bow. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. But the residents get a higher tax bill right. because their property value has increased significantly. Then Mendelson compares the promise of lowered property tax value as a shell game, while Eric Johnson, he kind of pulled out a toy ship and comparing it to the Titanic. The Titanic, yeah, absolutely. So Talk to me about your thoughts surrounding this. Well, the taxes in this city have just gone up so exponentially. And I will tell you, the taxpayers are onto this now because exactly during the campaigns, the city council candidates say, we lowered your taxes and they beat their chest and sure. say how wonderful they are. Yep. But they don't say that you're still going to pay more. You're going to pay more in taxes because your values have gone up so significantly. The state now absolutely has to do 
something about these property taxes, which they have. They have done the that. The state has. The state has. But at the city the level. The city is still not getting their heads screwed on correctly. They are still, I think Kara is the only one who understands how property taxes are putting many, many people out of their homes. We're pushing them to different counties. We're pushing them to Denton County. We're pushing them to Collin County, which is all a little bit less. And we're pushing them to other uh, you know, areas like Plano and Frisco where and the, the taxes are not as high. Yes, and it makes me happy that these wonderful families are coming here. Yes. But again, if we don't address the core, the heart right. of right. the DFW Metroplex, right. which is Dallas right now, right, that we're talking about, we will rot. Oh, well, absolutely. And you know what makes me so mad is we say, oh my God, there's no affordable housing. So we're gonna go into the affordable housing business and so we're gonna give this company, this developer, a 75-year tax break, which is what they're doing with this affordable housing program that they have at the city of Dallas. And they purchased four or five of these. And they're giving them a 75-year tax break, which, I mean, hopefully my children or grandchildren will be around to see that one end. And that means they won't be paying taxes for that long. And yet, on the other hand, they're taxing the homeowners so much that they're taxing them out of their home. So there is a disconnect with, with many of these city representatives. And the biggest problem, of course, is that so few people on our city council really understand finances. What are your recommendations to some of our community leaders on that specific issue surrounding taxes? We totally want to make our taxes as low as possible in North Texas, because when people are online looking for new homes, they're going to budget out where are the lower taxes, where should, where can I live to have the highest quality of life and the most money in my bank account for... So you're, you're saying lower taxes. Lower so the even taxes. though the property values are increasing, You've got you're to suggesting lower, them. lower the property taxes. Yes. Lower the Not taxes. Not cap them, or no. both. Well, perhaps cap them. You know, I was talking to a, a um, developer yesterday about possibly doing what they did in California. You know, oh. the Proposition 13. Yes, can you explain a little bit about Prop 13? Well, Proposition 13 puts a limit on how much you can tax mm -hmm. your home. And the, pro the value stays the same as, you, as long as you own the home. When you sell it, it may be reevaluated. So it's kind of like the deal is you buy your home, you know what your property tax value is going to be. It's really an unfair contract to that owner mm -hmm. to be sitting there year after year paying more and more and more. And that's what the problem is. You budget to a certain, you know, a certain monthly payment for your home. You budget to a certain amount of taxes, but the state, the, the values keep going up and the city just keeps sucking more and more from you. Yep, I, I love that. Okay, yeah. now kind of moving over to these, um, not even just commercial spaces, but also residential, the new, HB 14, yes. right, the House Bill 14 that was recently passed. Can you provide insight on what you think this permitting process is going to look like now that they've privatized this whole process? If the municipality, um, in this case, let's say Dallas City, does not either approve or deny a permit within 45 days. Right. Now an engineering firm can step in. A third party. A, a third party. Right. Yep. And do what? They can go in and they're, now let me just make it clear. These third parties are accredited and they're licensed. They're completely capable mm -hmm. of doing this. They go in, they look at the plans and they either approve or deny or tell, tell the developer you need X, Y, and Z. And the city should be able to do that within 45 days. They haven't in the past. In some cases, developers tell me that it's taken them a year 
to get these permits. If it takes a year and you're holding some a, a note or you're, you've got a loan out on your property, you're paying that interest for a year, that means you have to keep employees on your staff for a year. It means it's, a, it's basically, it just drives up the cost of the building process and the development process. And that also hurts affordability. That's what's so frustrating about this, is that the slowness hurt, hurts the affordability that then they're turning around and, and screaming, we need more affordable homes, we need more affordable apartments, we need more affordable townhomes. Well, you know, when it takes, you tack a whole year on there of delays, that hurts affordability. So the state has said 45 days, if the city does not approve, give that approval, the builder or the developer has a chance to go to a third party, a qualified third party reviewer and get it done. And then it happens. I actually read something that Chad West had said, mm -hmm. um, I think it was in Fox News or something, but he said, uh, regarding this particular bill, it's just not well thought out. Even though I think the intent is a good intent to try and expedite the process, they're not giving us any tools and zero guidance on how to do it. And I thought to myself, well, I actually read the entire bill because I thought to myself, well, what are they supposed to have guidance on? Either they do or they don't right. approve within 40, 45 days. Right. It, it, they don't have to do anything. And again, I'm, I think I'm going to ask Chad because it's, I want his voice, right? He's, right? he's very knowledgeable in this particular space, but I still thought to myself, I, d I don't get it, because I just thought if it's either approved or denied, the private business could then be the alternative. The city isn't supposed to grab authority in that space. Exactly. How well, I read Chad has said that he feels better today than he has in four years. That's what he's told mm -hmm. my reporter, April. He does say commercial permitting process still needs some work. He says he would love for people to come through the, the department and say, start from yes and work backwards. Uh, and I think that's what he said. The, the, the permitting staff needs to simplify its flow chart for commercial permit by 33% within the next two years. That's wow. something that he, he wants to see done. To this point, I actually text messaged Scott Beck. And I was like, Scott, do you think this, this is going to help the mm -hmm. Midtown slash Dallas International District when I read this particular bill? Right. Right, and I think you said that you spoke with him oh, today. Oh, I spoke to him. And, and person, Tandy yeah. and I, just just so our viewers and listeners mm -hmm. know, we have talked round and round about Midtown and the Dallas International District, as they're now referring to it, for years. For I think the better part of ten yes. years. The economic engine potential of Midtown is equal to or greater than downtown Dallas. I'm so excited about it. It's beautiful. The potential is great. But before you said, Sarah, this is probably going to take. A decade. Yeah. Well, to get we we knew going in that, and they knew everyone knew going in that this was a long-term project. Yeah. But the city of Dallas drew it out completely, and and made it much longer than it had yeah. to be. It could have been going now. So it's 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 amazing. So Scott and I were talking today about two examples. Look at the uh, star in Frisco. Yep. That's right. Nothing there. Nothing there. Jerry Jones uh, goes to the city of Frisco, and they and he says, you know, I have this vision. You've got this plain, this beautiful raw land. Nothing's there, and he says, we we have this vision. Let's work together. That's the key there. Work together to get this going. And and look what we have now. And the city of Frisco so wisely said, hey, listen, we want this. We want this practice facility. We want this building. 
we'll even get our, our high school to practice football there. And how great is that? Because now you've got people going, oh my God, I want to move to Frisco because my son can go play football at the start with the Dallas yeah, Cowboys. It's incredible. It's incredible. And it was so smart. And Dallas has had opportunities like this in the past, as you know, and we yes, have let them go. Let and we them let go. them go. And we pay the price. The citizens like pay the price. sand through the fingertips. Exactly. It just drives exactly. me crazy to I watch. I know. Did he this morning to you express some maybe sadness or, gosh, it's great that Frisco's able to do that. Oh, well, why, I mean, is, why is this taking so long in... Dallas. What they have done is they've just run into so many roadblocks with the city of Dallas. First of all, you get the vision of one city council person, and then you get another city council person in who is obstruct, obstructing everything they want to do. They want, they need the infrastructure around the, the development to be done so that they can get theirs done. The city doesn't do that. They finally pay for the sewer line themselves under the Galleria, which is not their property, to get it done so that they can get their property. And then, of course, there's the complications of business, you know, the lawsuits between the different owners. That happens. But basically, the city, instead of saying, okay, what can we do to help you? We understand this is going to help us as much as it helps you, as they did in Redbird Mall. The city did that down to Redbird Mall, but they didn't do it here. And I just don't think it's fair to the citizens of District 11 and, and North Dallas that they we've had to suffer through this for yeah. 15 years now. Yes, and I read an article a few months ago, I don't mm -hmm. know, four or five months ago, on Candy's Dirt, mm -hmm. that I think you all interviewed Ross Frankfurt, who's yes. a partner, yes. I think he's the CEO of Anthem, who's a partner of the Beck family, yes. and he painted this picture of 26,000 square Beautiful foot of, square, square feet of, mm -hmm. I thought it was retail, Oh, the retail, and then, and then they're doing the luxury living. Condos, right. that's right. 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 And he said, in at least in your article, mm -hmm. your reporter stated that it's about two years about of a, two of a years timeline. Of a timeline. Is that mm -hmm. realistic in your opinion? I, th I think it is, especially now. Now that it is. we can get these, because commercial was the biggest problem with the building permits. I mean, it was residential, but sure. they kind of pulled that around. But mm -hmm. now it's commercial. And now, thanks to this this wonderful house bill, yep, HB 14, HB 14 yep. if the city doesn't approve that, they can go get an independent third contractor, uh, an independent reviewer, and get it done. So we will get that done. We're going to see some beautiful living um, over there at Preston and LBJ. Candy, you're such a gift to our community. I love your insight. We love your energy. You're timeless. You're classic. And I know the viewers and listeners will learn a lot from a lot of your commentary today. Thank you. I well, we love Dallas. We love the developers, and we love seeing this city grow, thrive. Yes, ma'am. I'm with bustle. you on that. I want it bustling. Yes, yes. me too. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I very much enjoyed that interview, and hope you did as well. I have fun anytime I'm with Candy. For our third segment, please follow me to Skinique in Plano, where I try a brand new treatment called Easy Gel as a filler treatment without the toxins. My friend Natasha uses my blood albumin as a thickened base in place of traditional filler. I'm nervous, but can't wait to take you all behind the scenes and show off this cutting edge treatment. Thanks for tuning in on this beautiful Sunday. So I'm heading up the toll road to Skinique Med Spa in Plano. Natasha, who I'm going to see today, I've expressed to her 
several times about my dissatisfaction with how my fat pads here are starting to separate. I don't want to put fillers in my face because I have high natural cheekbones and I don't want to look like that, like a puffer fish. Um, she's done a really wonderful job in helping me achieve the aesthetic that I'm comfortable with, which is natural, my face moves, I'm a very expressive, smiley person, and I don't ever want to feel frozen. Today I'm going to be having easy gel placed in my face. It's my own blood albumin that's spun to thicken to replace any type of chemical filler. It's utilizing your own body's um, strengths. All of the healthy components in plasma and albumin are acting as a stimulant so that you're able to see some of the options and alternatives available if you're someone who is not keen on placing fillers in your face. Bettina is going to be capturing all the behind the scenes today and Lord have mercy, I am nervous. I'm nervous! Over here. I'm a nervous one. This is a beautiful Natasha. No smiling, right? Oh, can you not smile? <laughs> yeah, no, no smiling. smiling. No smiling. I still have a smirk. <laughs> I've always had this separation. Mm -hmm. Always. When it's... did you first notice it? When I was in high school. When you were in high school. Mm -hmm. So to that point, then you have a genetic component. I do. Sometimes it's with age and sometimes it can just be genetically. What we're going to do is use your blood. We're yep. going to turn it into filler, what I call like crunchy filler. Yep. If you're not into using hyaluronic acids, um, if you have used them before and maybe haven't gotten the results you wanted, um, perhaps this will be a good answer for you. So look how it's flowing. I have two tubes of blood here. This one I'm gonna put in the cooler. That stops the blood from clotting while it's waiting. It's pretty cool. Yours is super full. It's a beautiful color. So I would high five you right now if I Thank could. Thank you. So you're so welcome. kind of absorbed by the body. So that's the beautiful part about this, other than it's your own, is that let's say you accidentally worry, like, oh, this is a little bit big for me. Mm -hmm. um, it, your body will reabsorb it. So you're fine. It's not like, oh, I have to go this long with big lips, big cheeks, big this, or, you know, feel self-conscious about it. It's going to reabsorb. I have the two here. We have our albumin base, which is going to kind of comprise our filler. And we are going to add that PRF in. That's how we're going to, you know, we're going to get the months of growth factors and stem cells and proteins helping to um, stimulate collagen. That's why we call it our biostimulator and not just a filler. Here we go. Here we go. Finally. started a little less divot a nice little transition here because she has such a pretty cheekbone so you can see you see how the oh, isn't that crazy like what? so as those stem cells so excited so, so we're working on that split we'll see maybe it's gone at this point you guys, if you want to look fab, come see Natasha at Skinny in Plano, Texas. That's right. She truly is an artiste.